3: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show.
4: All right, everybody. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Dave Kaplan, Professor Trent Nichols, and Robert Bricky. in house. I'm sure we're going to talk a little basketball today. Uh, the state of North Carolina weeps as there are no North Carolina teams at all in the Final Four. And it seems like it's been forever since that's happened. Yeah. So, Bricky, as a Duke alum who's been to the Final Four, been to the top of the mountain, how bad does it sting that Duke goes out like that in the Elite
5: Eight? From a fan perspective, it stings. From a former player perspective, it does not because we had our chances. That was a really good game. Absolutely, right. statistically very balanced, except for we got killed on the glass. So they both shoot about thirty four percent. We had our chances. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that upset about right it right
4: down to the end of the ball game, and with a, with fifteen seconds left, Duke had the ball with a chance to 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 win the thing, and as it unfolded, I literally screamed at my television, give the ball up. Because I knew as soon as Grayson Allen got it in his hands, nobody else was going to touch Did, that ball Didn't again. it
0: kind of feel like here is the opportunity for a total redemption? Well, without his, a doubt. For his entire career. Right. And, and uh, basketball gods in the rim just wouldn't let it happen.
4: And I'm sure that Grayson Allen over the last year in particular, as he's – as the way things have unfolded. I'm sure he's played that moment out in his mind a million times. And I knew as soon as he touched that ball in the last possession, he was going to force something. And it's hard to complain about that because it almost went in. Right. And it rattled out. And Duke went to overtime, and Kansas comes out on top. And everybody on both sides is, you know, they're picking the game apart, and the rest of it's just a good basketball game between good two good ball clubs. And we've got another blue blood into the Final Four to face Villanova. My question, watching Villanova in the game before that beat Texas Tech when they didn't shoot the ball well, I don't know how anybody at this point is going to beat Villanova.
0: They they've, they've got to be your favorite
4: uh, for me for sure and I, I guess mean, there's no doubt about that. You know Kansas can beat anybody on any given night, but that <clears throat> Villanova team is so deep. They play such good defense. They're so fundamentally sound, and Jalen Brunson, in my eyes, finally has the national stage to play on because most of the country I don't think has really seen him. He's the guy I think more than anybody else that people have come and asked me about. You know, is what what's is Jalen Brunson this good? Um I didn't think so up until the tournament. Hey, pretty good. He is pretty good. And he does some things. <laughs> um he does some things well. The one thing that really stands out to me is in transition, his vision and his discipline on the break, it looks like they're running layup drills. And it doesn't matter if they're running into traffic. He finds the lanes, he delivers the ball, puts it in a position for, for the, whoever's going to finish the break uh, to succeed. Brunson's nasty. And when you add Bridges into that and the rest of that crew, that's just a really deep, strong team that plays great defense. I'm going to have to say they're the favorite. But I obviously don't know anything about college basketball at this point.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> we, we, keep, we look at Kansas made it out of the bracket with Michigan State and Duke. And everybody keeps going. Kansas is going to win the game. They're going to win the game. I, I
5: kind I mean,
0: of feel you, you, that way, too, because yeah, everything I win see the game.
4: tells me that Villanova is going to win
0: this, which probably means Kansas wins by 20. <laughs> I don't know about by 20, but I think Kansas is going
3: to win the game. Chris is 0-8 on his two Final Four predictions. God. 0-8. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So on ESPN, you can check it out. He's 0-4. And last week... All of us picked our final fours, <laughs> and Chris went 0-4. And, and he had Kentucky in the national title. So
4: one of one of a couple things is at play here. Here's, here's the way I'm going to spin this. <laughs> this has been one of the most bizarre tournaments of our lifetime. Is that a fair statement, gentlemen? That is. Yeah, they're crazy. all
0: bizarre, but this is especially bizarre. Yeah.
4: Okay, so given that. Since I'm the most wrong about everything, <laughs> right. that means that in the normal universe, I should have been the most right. It's bizarre
3: world; oh, everything so, is turned upside down. But to prove your point, I've been the most right about everything, and besides you, don't Brandon? Want, you don't even follow college and basketball. That's true. That <laughs> I should be the one. You're the baseball the most guy. Wrong.
5: So the uh, universe over. is upside down now. Speaking of Kentucky,
4: yes. And in your, if if I didn't know you, my snap judgment would be that you're wearing Kentucky blue today. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, I know yeah. it's, it's just <laughs> how roller different roller people's blue. minds work. Yeah. I have to process that a little bit differently. I've lived here in North J-hop Carolina for a long time. There? Right. But
0: Jayhawk that- boy. <laughs>
4: yeah, but I always go to Kentucky in my mind. So. Mm-hmm. That's because you were born
5: in Kentucky. Uh, close, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was <laughs> conceived That's there. That's another one born. of those places. Yeah, yeah. Calamari <laughs> <laughs> had not a walk, but the easiest of the paths to the final oh, four.
0: I
4: agree. We, with that.
5: We, we, it was the yellow brick
4: road. Yes,
5: and they don't make it. No. So, what are the uh, Kentucky faithful? In Lexington, thinking about his job as head coach today.
4: I promise you that in barbershops in Lexington, Kentucky, today, they're talking about guys like Chris Beard and whomever. I mean, throw a name out there. Right. But I I assure you that the in the hangover that was the defeat to K State, they are they're not feeling calamari today.
3: Hey Tubby, don't take that job in High Point. Come home to Lexington. Please,
4: Tubby hmm. Smith the High Point. Wouldn't that be cool?
3: No, it's, did he it's do the, it? He finished it.
4: That's crazy. Yeah, I heard it. Have last you been night. up and seen High Point? It's amazing. Games? Oh yeah, you, it's amazing. Have you been up there? He's yet?
3: an alum. No, he's an alum of High Point. That's where he went, and he is going back to coach. Trent. Announced and last I night. Bet it, he what's the
0: contract? I bet he Breaking got news. money. Oh, I don't know.
3: No money is no object in High
0: Point.
5: He, it's, it's, a, no, it's it's no it's an amazing campus. They with have a done a lot of thought into it. Well, they good for Tubby.
4: They have done hundreds of millions of dollars of construction over there, out huh. there in the last five or six years. All of it privately financed, no
3: debt. That is an unbelievably wealthy school. Well, they're bringing Tubby Smith, baby. He's coming home. I, I didn't know it was a yep. done thing. Breaking news last night. That's what happens when you work till two in the morning. <laughs> ESPN all night you get all your news
4: yesterday (laughs) I don't even remember yesterday it was a I was so tired it's just a haze I do remember watching two basketball games and that was like all I got done all day so all right on that side we've got Villanova Kansas and obviously when when we're looking at it you got to think who knows but you, you probably assume that the winner of that game is the odds-on favorite to win the national championship. Absolutely. championship. But I, I do have to make one point here. To get to where they're at now, Loyola-Chicago, I went just out of curiosity the other night to check what the Vegas line on the game was. Now listen, in college basketball, there's not even any such thing as a one-point favorite. And the K-State... Loyola Chicago game, one point favorite,
3: <laughs> K State. And I'm like, Oh yeah,
4: that's Vegas just giving up. Right. <laughs> nah, we, don't, uh, ah.
3: we don't want to lose any money. Yeah, we don't we don't life. have any idea. It's all yours.
4: So it was interesting. So Michigan Loyola. Loyola, Trent, you, you asked before we came on, do you feel like you're watching the Hoosiers?
3: Yeah, it's hickory, yeah. baby. That's hickory right there.
4: What was the play they ran at the end of the game? It's the the picket, picket fence. fence? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to make of this. I did have a dream though, that Loyola beat Michigan, which was a happy day for me because I'm an Ohio <laughs> State fan. But then that Sister Jean, oh who, no, didn't make it. No, don't say
0: it. Ah, what? Ah, what? what?
4: Yeah, and that Loyola. Hmm with her looking down as an angel from above oh. delivers the national championship. It's just a dream. I'm not trying to wish anything bad <laughs> on anybody.
3: Is that a complete bad taste? Should I, I
4: not have shared that dream with the world? Well, what's I, in
3: worse taste is they're going to weaken at Bernie her and just leave her <laughs> oh God. God. with sunglasses That's on. That's worse. I think,
0: <laughs> I think they turn her into a saint. No matter what I say, I truth's she always I think becomes there. a legitimate yeah. saint.
4: I'm gonna tell you what. If Loyola Chicago wins the national championship, she should be a saint. Right. And it's not this thing. And I'm not trying to be ageist or anything else. She's 98 years old, and it, she speaks. She's lucid. Oh, I oh, mean, yeah. she's she's got it going on. And honestly, most folks that make it to 98, you know, they're cranky, and they're gonna they're unfiltered. That's what I love about
3: older people. But she's like on it. Well, they're asking it's like I'm her, still running this joint. Charles Barkley would love to hang out with you at the Final Four, and she's like, yeah, I love listening to him talk on TV, but I don't want to see him on the basketball court. <laughs> nice. That was her answer. Nice. Yeah, Jean. Okay.
4: <laughs> but every year the, the the networks try to latch on to something. This time they got it just right. Oh, yeah. And Sister Jean <laughs> is awesome. She's a Michigan. rock star.
0: I think there's going to be Michigan fans cheering for Willie Owens. Louis- Louis- who could I I'm just, I'm just I mean not, not the diehard.
5: In America, I mean, who could possibly root against Loyola? Everybody know. loves an underdog. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you've got Sister Jean. And yes. that's, yeah. that's a great story. <laughs> it really is.
4: The whole thing is amazing, and, and I think that anybody without a, a specific rooting interest is gonna be pulling for Loyola Chicago. And if you believe in, you know, vibrations in the universe and stuff like that, maybe we can generate enough energy to propel Loyola to a national championship. Well,
3: 75%, be 75% of the stadium is going to be pulling for Loyola. Kansas fans, Villanova, they all want to face Loyola. But careful what Do you wish really? for. Do they really? Yeah, I know. Because they play a style of basketball that's obviously working. And they're all seniors and juniors. They've been together as a team.
6: They're,
3: I wouldn't discredit the only
5: them. the team over the weekend to shoot over 50% for the game. And they made fifty percent of their threes. And that's hard that, to beat. Part of that is be good beat.
4: basketball. The other is, you know, Sister Jean Favorite. Sister yeah.
5: Jean knows God personally. Well <laughs> yeah. she says She's old enough. She says before uh-huh. every
3: game she prays for both teams, but she doesn't pray as much for the team we're playing. That's amazing. <laughs> there you go.
4: So in a phone booth, if they're if they're playing in a vacuum, who who would you take just on paper
5: between Loyola and Michigan? Honestly, I don't know because I think they've got similar styles. They shoot the ball so well from the perimeter that they use their jump shots to set up their driving mm-hmm. opportunities. Who's ever making the jump shots will win? I can't call it right now. Nobody called Loyola when the tournament started and they've gone on an well, incredible run. I, I was chicken.
6: Yeah, yeah I, you were. I, I know. I was very was chicken.
5: So Close. If I, you go said, back said
6: and
0: listen two or three weeks ago. I said they'd beat Miami, and I liked them. I happened to see them one night just on ESPN. I was like, that's a pretty good ball club. Hmm.
5: And uh, then Was and, that ESPN4? What were you yeah, doing there? Yeah, a, yeah, I I, I've never seen them on TV. <laughs> they were on <laughs>
3: Lifetime most of the like,
5: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah it, Actually, it might
0: have been a religion channel. I, I was, was going like, to say, <laughs> yeah,
4: they're on TBN or one of those. TBN,
0: that's right. But anyway, and I was like, that's a pretty good ball club. And then I was watching the breakdowns. Uh, and I remembered them, and I said, "You know what? That that team can make a run." And th- but I like Tennessee, and so but they barely beat Tennessee. That was their closest game. You,
4: I, I, I listened to it just again the other day, just to go back and hear. And you were so close to jumping on, yeah. and you didn't have the nerve. I had a, and I, I hate one that game. you
0: didn't. I was four games off. We'll pray for games. you, Dave. We'll that's, pray for you. That's
5: that's one more than. The rest of it. (laughs) All right, we'll (laughs) finish the conversation
4: on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio.
3: Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion. We need teamwork and
1: momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose.
3: Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. Welcome back to
6: From the Sheep
4: All right, welcome back from the cheap seats. This segment brought to you by the Steel Pig. Mm. <laughs> so, Trent, I know you've been in the restaurant business for a while. Yes. Do you have any tips for guys like Brandon and I that <laughs> decide buying
3: a restaurant's a great idea? Run. <laughs>
4: no, run. We're having fun with it
3: so far. Of course, no. it hadn't been,
4: hadn't been long. It's
3: yeah. a it's a fun journey. It's a it's a hard job. It's not as easy as it looks. I mean, managers don't just stand around and uh, you know do nothing, as it appears to our staff. But there's no better. Excitement. <laughs> I think that's
4: kind of any business.
3: Yeah, but I mean, every single day there's a new challenge. I mean, you get to motivate your team. You can set the best plans, and if you can't adjust on the fly, then. You can, as you saw, you can start off in the hole, the beginning of the night, and you can never climb out of it. Right. And you just have it to be motivated kinda, to be like, you got to be ahead of the curve no matter what happens.
4: Kind of how that works. You know, yeah. you motivate
3: your team, you try to rev, rev them up, and you roll with the punches. And some days you have great days. The best days of my life are when I'm bored. When I can stand and watch the end of a basketball game, that's great. But other times you're just getting beat down by mm-hmm. every second of it.
4: So talking about managers that don't do anything, Kaplan, I'm sure that your staff, everybody, everybody that works for you, thinks you're just in your office watching the golf yeah, They're
0: like, where are you going to talk on that lame sports show again? <laughs> 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 Tell Monday them yeah, it's a whole lot it, more it, fun
4: than hanging out with you guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I mean I don't know. I think they feel like I do stuff. You got to be visible. You got to show them you're working. Get in the trenches with them. But Food industry is so tough because you just don't know who's going to show up when. I mean, you could think, hey, the weather's beautiful. We got all this going on. People should come and eat tonight. They don't show up. For well, first night
4: out of the shooting. If, if those of you out there don't know what you're talking about, Brandon and I bought the steel pig. Uh, it was a process that took a couple of weeks, and it was ambitious to close on it in the same week and reopen it and get back into dinner service. And the previous owner made a handful of reservations that they neglected to tell us about. So early on, we thought we had a soft opening and we had things managed so that we could keep the kitchen on track. And we had about 20 people unexpectedly show up and say, well, we have reservations for tonight that weren't in the book." So the kitchen was behind. <laughs> so apologies out there to anybody because the food was slow coming out. But uh, we're pretty happy with where it was for the first night. And uh, we'll we'll get back into a rhythm this week and be back open for lunch. So if you're around, check it out. Um, Ricky, when are you coming to eat with us?
5: Anytime the door is open, the beer is I will cold.
4: Be beer is cold. I will be there. Beer is cold. The beer. I do promise the beer is cold. But um, so in your real job, how many people work for you? Or are you just out there on? I your freelance. Own? You so, freelance? Yeah,
5: I. Um, I I'm not of the management mindset. No. No. <laughs> because uh, the reasons that Trent just mentioned is too many people looking at you and think you're doing nothing and you've got to motivate them and you've got to hold them accountable, et cetera, et cetera. I just just don't want to do that anymore. See,
4: you strike me as a guy when it comes to holding people accountable. You you strike me as the guy that would put the smack down. You you know
5: what? You're right, but (laughs) I turned 50. And at this stage of my life, I want to have it on cruise. Not to say I don't work hard, but I don't want to have unnecessary headaches in my life. I hear so, you. And, I, and sometimes when you're managing people and they don't understand their role, they don't understand or they have a good work ethic and they can't get places on time, I don't want to do See, it. when
4: I retired from the Army, I was of the mindset I never wanted to have anybody work for me ever again. And I did a pretty good job with that for a little while. And I had personal assistants stuff like that, but didn't want a team that I had to fool with. And then right. I got to a point and I'm like, eh, I'm
5: ready to go yell at some people it, again. It is, You're a taskmaster, you so, you know, that, that, that suits your mood right there. You, you'll you be good at still pig.
4: Well, we'll see. Yeah. And if not, can I come be your personal assistant? Yeah. No. No. Needs, no? Come
5: on, man. Now, what we can do is have some kind of arrangement where we play golf and drink beer. <laughs> Sign me up.
4: Sign me up. Yeah, if the restaurant thing doesn't work out, I'm all in. We
5: just we got to figure out how to monetize this,
0: (laughs) dude. If oh
4: my
5: god, we get some cameras on it. If you get some cameras on it, you know, in a five hour show from the golf course. Oh, absolutely,
4: Tim. We're gonna need to buy some more equipment. Yeah, mobile equipment. (laughs) Can do this. So, guys, I need picks for these games. You got Loyola, Michigan.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on the bandwagon now. Okay. I'm, but I, 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 I tried to get over the edge earlier, and I just couldn't do it. So I'm going to go with Loyola now, and I'm going to go with Kansas. You're going
4: Loyola, Kansas. You want to pick a winner out of that since we're, you know, going out there and spouting nonsense?
3: Well, we should wait till Monday or no.
4: I, whatever you want to do. Yeah. We'll wait till Monday. All right, so you've got Loyola, Kansas. Trent, where are you at?
3: I'm going to have to go – well, I, I've – Nova to win already last week, so you're going to ride that horse. I got Villanova going to the finals, and unfortunately, midnight might strike. And I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to say Michigan, Michigan, Villanova. Okay, and Cinderella will be
5: over since the universe has been turned upside down. I'm not going to pick who I think's going (laughs) to win. Yeah, (laughs) it's
3: kind of my thinking here
4: to win it. Michigan to win it. I'm going to employ the same strategy on the other side, and I'm going to take Kansas. Everything my eyes show me tell me Villanova's the better squad. Right. But I'm going to take Kansas. And and I'm taking Kansas. I'm only half joking when I say that. Devontae Graham, to me, is the most underrated player in the country. And everybody talked Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey Young in the Big 12, you know, player of the year candidate. Devontae Graham was the player of the year in the Big 12, and it really wasn't disputable. He was the guy. He may be enough to hassle Brunson, but I—I I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Kansas. I think Kansas finds a way to get it done. And they impressed Me
3: against Duke. And they're playing who? What, say, who are they playing? Kansas versus Loyola, Kansas versus Michigan? Villanova.
4: Oh, you're talking about on the other side. You're yeah. confused the heck out of me, no, right I'm there. Sorry. I got to go with Loyola. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't push Michigan right, if Michigan right. was playing the devil. So it's going to be Vill- and now they're That's playing wild- the weird. opposite of the devil. So yeah. I no, I've so never picked be Michigan to in anything in any sport ever in my life. He's calling my Villanova, Michigan. Right? Yes, yes, I'm calling my
3: bookie. Michigan versus Villanova, <laughs> <Yeah. Lock it laughs> thousand dollars. Right. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. Chris Robert just picked. Who is uh, Michigan playing?
5: Kansas. Kansas. I think I think their size will be the determining factor. The
4: Kansas will. Can- yes. If Kansas wins, yeah, I agree.
5: Yeah. If they threw a lob over top of Duke. I think it'll give a, a Villanova some issues because I think Villanova's best when they're 6'8 and smaller and play small ball and switch. That's hard to defend. I mean, hard to run your offense against. But if you can throw it over the top, that makes it a little harder.
4: Well, I wouldn't be surprised if this Nova-Kansas game turns into a little bit of a track meet. Kansas likes to run and play wide open. Duke sort of slowed that down. Mm-hmm. Um they were able to run that offense against the uh, uh, against that Duke zone and did it effectively in a manner. I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody be able to execute the lob as consistently as Kansas did against a good zone team with size. It was amazing, and Carter was able to break up a couple of those. But it was, it, you know, down the stretch, it was it was part of the offense. Now you made an observation and and said playing against a zone like that, what would you do, Brick?
5: First thing, I would get a lob for my wing guy. I'd run a set play, screen the back, throw it over the top. Because Duke and Syracuse and whoever else plays zone, they like to move their zone up. Now, if you've got to guard the baseline, you've got to drop your zone down, which leaves more perimeter jump shots, driving opportunities, and opportunities to get the ball in the middle of the floor.
4: Okay, so what we've seen over the course of this tournament I want to ask, which is, the, which is the bigger of the factors? The way the college game has evolved over the last 20 years, everything revolves around perimeter shooting for every team. As you shoot three-pointers, it seems, that delivers success or failure. So that's one factor. But on the other side, I wonder how surprised we should be about these mid-majors and these programs you'd never heard of beating these Power Five conference teams when you've got all these upperclassmen playing at places like Loyola, Mm -hmm. and they're playing 18-year-old kids at some of these bigger schools. Which of those is the cause for what we've seen in the tournament, or is it something completely different?
0: I want to add another wrinkle to that. Please do. If you look at the last couple Final Fours, I don't know what the statistics are, but teams are shooting horribly. I mean think about UNC won. Oh
4: in the fi- you talking about the final game?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean horrible shooting. So if a Loyola can shoot fifty percent from outside, which that's gonna to be tough to do in back to back games in the final four, they can win. You know, and so I mean, I think Carolina shot thirty four percent last year in the championship game and won and I mean it's just horrible shooting is winning games and uh so the perimeter game's a little different. I don't know if it's the big domes or what – you know, they claim that or uh, or just nerves or 18-year-olds, like you say, Chris. I don't know what the reason is. But Ricky, think, I've
4: never shot a basketball in a dome with
5: 60,000 people in it. Is it that big a deal? Not for my generation because we played outside all the time. This new generation, they play in gyms all the time. So they're used to playing in a confined, inv- confined environment. Whereas the dome is like being outside, so it was never a big deal for me. Very interesting.
3: Well, then all you do is you take your team onto the floor, you take a measuring tape, <laughs> you bring it up to the rim, and you tell them it's regulation. Doesn't matter that it's a bigger. Is play. that all you have to do? That's all you that's do, it. dude. That'll that's work.
4: why you're such a great manager. And, then, and people think that, that, that you're you not professing. doing you anything. You run the
3: picket <laughs> fence, and you <laughs> win <laughs> the game, man. State champions, Hickory. Ooh,
0: I love it. That might be the next coach at Kentucky, I, right there. Well, no,
3: speaking of coaches, though, and this is to your point, Porter Moses. I mean, yeah. I think he's he could be coaching the style of offense of the college game of the future they drive in then they kick it out and shoot the three well my
4: question with regard to the these coaches is you've got some of these guys who are becoming rock stars um the question i want to know when we come back after the break is how many of those small school coaches that have snuck into an elite eight or a final four and then gotten a big time job how many times has that ever worked out for anybody and i want you guys to think about it during the break but uh We'll see you on the other side and continue the thought.
6: And I want to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
4: Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow, right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart you'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today it's true i can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow but what if it does shouldn't you have a plan go to ready.gov/communicate and make your emergency
0: plan today don't wait communicate brought to you by fema and the ad council when
4: it comes to saving money don't act like a baby goo goo gaga be the boss and make a budget I'm the boss, baby.
6: You're the boss of me.
4: I am the boss of you. I'm not. M2. I'm not. M2. Need a little help?
5: Aren't you going to do any work?
4: I'm very busy delegating.
0: Create a personalized savings plan.
5: We can share.
0: You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at FeedThePig.org.
1: Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
2: Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar.
3: From Sanford, North Carolina, Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. got money, I got fame, fast
6: cars and everything, yeah. I'm on a dance, I gotta
2: sing. Alright, welcome back from Cheap Seat's
4: second half hour. If you're listening on WBCC. Get prepared to follow us over onto the internet. I'll be at Libations this weekend, or this weekend, this Wednesday, hosting trivia. We'll tease a category here shortly. So if you're anywhere near downtown Sanford, come on over to Libations, purveyors of craft beers and fine wine. It's a cool place. Um, Trent, when are you going to make it back over there?
3: Uh, I've got to get over there soon. I say that all the time. Maybe this week I'll stop by. Come Depends on. on the categories. Come on.
4: <laughs> Kaplan, you'll be in choir practice. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, choir you make practice. Me, you, you make me feel a little guilty. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Mm.
2: Oh.
0: Good. No, I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> I'm oh, just I'm kidding with you.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now, we, um, well, we have a cantata for Easter Sunday, but I'm going to be in Colorado, so I'm not going to be there. Jeez. But we do have a Monday Thursday service, so. Gotcha. I've got to prep for that. I missed last Wednesday. All right. Well, how very good. Ricky, girl. what are you doing on Wednesday?
5: As little as possible. I like that.
4: Yeah. Is that how I'm going to get to be when I'm 50? And I'm just going to be like, I'm not going to do anything today. It Didn't Bruno you know Mars make a song about that? I'll go yeah. to the
5: gym and relax. If the weather's nice, I'll light the grill. Nice. It's supposed to be nice nice Wednesday. Yeah. So, my life is—I told you—stress free. I love it. This global
4: warming is killing me right now, man. It's like four degrees outside. (laughs) Yeah,
5: well, you you have on a short sleeve. The groundhog oh, yeah. and it
4: looked nice out, and I didn't take the dog out this morning, so I didn't realize that it so you're was like me. sneaky. You
5: look color. out the window yeah. and anticipate <laughs> what it should feel yes. like, instead of actually finding out what the temperature. Yeah, is. Yeah, and I
4: wish I had a device or something that I could like click a button and find out what the weather was. But it, yeah, man, wow, I'm gonna have to invent weird. something like that. I don't Flip know. What phone going doesn't up.
0: have that? Yeah,
1: right,
4: right.
3: <laughs>
1: I
0: don't you know, know
4: why I'm so resistant. And my wife asks me all the time, what's the weather like outside? How would I know? <laughs> She's like, dude, your phone. Come on.
0: I don't know, man. I'm, I'm silly that way. The groundhog got a lot of beef but because it was like 70, 80 degrees there the week after. The, the groundhog. groundhog knew what was up. But then, the, yeah, he, I think he's laughing at us My snow. wife
4: traveled to West Virginia this weekend, and it was a whole different level of cold. Oh it was like snow, didn't it? And she has this tendency, yes, much snow. She has this tendency when she travels to cold places to forget her
0: coat. Yeah, and uh, how many coats does she have? That's now? a ploy. That's it is. That's oh, a ploy. She's, she yeah. doesn't
4: have me fooled. But this weekend, her plan got destroyed. Her and and, and our daughter went up to West Virginia. She's she's uh, perhaps going to go to law school up there, but. She had taken an extra jacket, so my wife didn't have an excuse uh, to go buy one. Okay, that. Go. so
5: next so. time you go golfing, yes, conveniently forget your golf clubs, Boom. buy a new set. Yes, ah! see what she says. Yes. yes,
4: yes, yes, yes. I like that. See, you're you're a thinker. When you have a stress free life, you're able to like contemplate That's schemes right. like that. I can dig it. Yeah, yeah. We went to or they went to West Virginia this past weekend, and we'll be going up to Ole Miss this weekend. Um, God, it's down to down to two. I'm wondering if we should have her in when she chooses a law school, though, and do the whole hat ceremony. Oh yeah, they do. They yeah, do. do it right here on the show. That'd I think we should. She yeah. full on would not have any interest in doing that. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm I can pulling, advise I'm her. Pulling
0: for Ole Miss. Yeah, I can advise her on which school to choose. I had know nothing about their law programs.
4: Well, advise. Come on. Ole Miss. Advise away. <laughs> I mean, like,
0: why
3: would you go to West Virginia?
0: <laughs> that doesn't make any
4: well, sense. Well, yeah.
3: based on Chris's picks, whatever he says to go, I she, She's, she's going. going to school. And and says, he remember. says Ole Miss. I said we to to West Virginia. It
4: was, a, it was yeah.
5: a good visit with West Virginia, so she's, <laughs> okay. she's got you know, it down. First of all, it snowed at the yeah. end of right. March. That's an excellent point.
0: I mean, she likes snow? I mean, no. is she a skier? No. No, yeah, Miss. not at all. Ole Miss, no, Ole Miss. Yeah, there's no so, doubt will, about it.
4: We will be out there and and, and uh,
0: we'll be in Oxford. And there's this just weekend. something about a female that graduates from Ole Miss. I mean, th- life is handed to them in a, on a platter. I kind of feel that way about it.
4: Yeah, and, and you know I'm familiar with the area. I lived in, I lived close to that for a lot of years over the over yeah, the. Yeah, isn't that of where Eli, Eli went? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Eli didn't know did. That Eli went. Eli, there's Ole a now. lot of stories <laughs> that are told about Eli and his time at Ole Miss. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see how that all shakes out. And we'll keep you posted. So the NBA, in this day and age, this the last couple years in particular, there's been a lot of talk by the players, um, and there's been a beef between the league and management for a lot of different teams about how they've managed players and sat players and rested them in back-to-backs and things like that. And the league in this offseason sort of put their foot down and said, hey, you got to cut this out. You know, you're taking away from the quality of our product. You're cheating these fans. Fans were starting to get upset with it. But now after watching the 2017-18 season unfold, maybe the league ought to be encouraging these teams to get back and be a little more sensible about how they play these guys. There is not but a handful of – upper-crust players in the NBA who've managed to make it through the entire season. This is bizarre. And with the exception of LeBron and Westbrook, who are the other legitimate superstars that you can put your finger on who haven't dealt with some sort of injury at this point?
0: Yeah. And the season's not over. It's
4: not. And I'm going to tell you that as crazy as this NCAA tournament has been, don't be shocked if the, if the NBA playoffs look a little like that because you've got teams with guys coming off injuries that are going to be coming back just as the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. You've got guys that are going out now that are going to miss the first and perhaps the rest of the playoffs, and it may turn the world on its ears because I don't think the seedings are really going to be a good indicator of where these teams should be at when the playoffs start. And with your Celtics, Trent – Kyrie out in the first round, they've got to tread very lightly. Mm. Jalen Brown is already out. G- uh, Gordon Hayward started the season, you know, the first night out of the box and missed. And you've got what I think everybody assumed was at least the second best team in the East. And folks like me, I was on board. They're going to win the East. I'm not sure they get through the first round. What are you feeling?
3: Well, I mean now with the Kyrie injury in the knee, I mean he possibly could be back for the first round. I think right now they're matching up against Milwaukee. It's not an easy road. I don't I don't think there's a lot of hope. I think it with all these injuries. I mean, you looked up and their starting five was out. I That's mean, unbelievable. It's yeah. insane. And so yeah, I mean, I think you're right. This could be nuts. And you look mean, out west. If I, anybody is drooling right now, because the only team that's gotten healthy right now is Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland has. And I'm not sold on, I don't care what everyone said before about this trade deadline, blah, 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 crap, <laughs> Cleveland's not better because of this trade, whatever, but... This plays into King James's hands.
4: So I want to make sure that I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying that you like the construct of the Cavaliers team before the trade deadline better than you like it now. Yeah, really.
3: Yeah. Well, you're allowed to think. What about did Isaiah Thomas? What has is Isaiah Thomas done with the Lakers since Nothing. he got there? He's been Isaiah Thomas. The Cavs could have used Isaiah Thomas scoring twenty-three to thirty-five points a game.
5: Well, it's not offense; it's defense. Right. They look pathetic. They, they still look cover the floor. No, they're better. They've got young legs. I think they're better defensively. I think
0: they're better defensively, and too. And
5: in
4: the postseason, they've got one of the best players in the history of the world. And he's still got some good, good years left on those tires. I think the question for me as I look at it, Cleveland has not gone through this injury issue. Kevin Love will be there for the playoffs. I think they're in a good position. My question as I look at it before getting in any of the first round matchups or anything else is I think the first thing you have to figure out in the East is do you believe in Toronto or do you not?
0: They just kind of quietly sit up on top, They I?
4: absolutely do. And when it when it comes to quietly, did any of you guys watch Sixty Minutes this weekend and see the piece on Giannis? Mm-mm. No. No. You you've got to go back and watch it. It was an amazing piece. They put on Giannis Antetokounmpo Um, from where he came from in Greece, how he grew up, how he was discovered, how he developed, how much he loves Milwaukee, everything to do with him. He's a great guy. I think everybody knew that. But the NBA world, casual fans don't even get this guy yet. They don't get to see him. Shame on you, TNT. You guys keep trotting out the Lakers and the rest of this nonsense. Teams like Toronto and teams like Milwaukee are being done a disservice as it applies to really being able to evaluate and have a chance to catch hold of the American consciousness. Because more so than any of the other major sports, I think NBA fans are apt to jump on a bandwagon with a team because free agency is such where you have integral parts of these teams that just goes to one city and bounces around. I think the loyalty that was there in the 80s has kind of waned. And if they would give these small markets a shot to be on television more and be out front and center, I think their superstars would make themselves known to the world. And guys like Giannis and DeMar DeRozan would be household names instead of guys that were just like, oh yeah, look at the box score. Mm-hmm. Is anybody get what I'm saying? Oh Am yeah. I talking mm-hmm. crazy? No, absolutely. Um, The NBA and the media try too hard, I think, to invent and create what the storyline is going to be and who the players that we should follow are. And I think if they would just allow it to be a little bit more organic, we'd be in good shape. Um, Out in the West, Curry's out. Steve Kerr has said unequivocally he's not going to play in the first round. Here's my question to you, Robert Bricky, as a professional basketball guy. If I take the OKC teams from a few years ago with Durant, Westbrook, Serge Ibaka when he was playing at a good level, and I stack that up against a Golden State team now with no Curry on it, which means Durant, Green, Thompson, if you could get in a time machine and have those teams play against each other, who's your favorite in, in a in a seven-game series? i take series? OKC. You'd take OKC, yeah. as would I. So I guess as we pivot forward... I'm looking at that Golden State team minus Curry because of what it means with spacing. And I wonder how vulnerable Golden State is in the first round.
3: So, who do you want? Right now, they would play uh, Minnesota. So, Minnesota but, uh, has
4: Jimmy Butler back. Not an easy out. But, Not an easy out. Go ahead.
3: Minnesota is only one game ahead of San Antonio. And
4: Kawhi.
3: That's the whole thing with
4: these injuries with Butler or with with Kawhi. If he comes back, it could be a mess.
3: Golden State versus San Antonio in the first round, no step
4: Everybody in the country knew Golden State was going to win an NBA championship this year. There was no disputing. And anybody, if we've even tried to temper that confidence and say, Hold up, they're susceptible to injuries just like anybody. If you go back three or four years ago when Golden State extended Steph Curry, there was skepticism on a lot of people looking at it saying, this guy's had injury issues. Are you sure you want to tie your future to him? But then you come and you add Durant into the mix and it's like, we've got this super team, they're unbeatable, they've destroyed the NBA. They didn't destroy the NBA. The NBA is just fine. And I'm looking at teams like Minnesota and San Antonio and min and, uh, Houston, Houston. Oh, Houston! Yeah.
3: And Look Portland. out, Portland. Portland has gotten so run. hot. Portland
4: and Portland is a team who matches up with Portland. I said we were going to talk about Philly. We're going to get to Philly on the other side. Brandon Atkins has come in. We'll finish this up on WDCC. Thanks for hanging out with from the cheap seats.
1: Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliot.
6: When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger and they locked me away for life
2: if you knew that was the life of a tiger cub would you still pay to pet her learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com my name is bobby i'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb
0: my victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion
3: i'm sam i'm a veteran my victory was finding a career that i could be proud of at dav
4: we're on a mission Helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned.
3: I'm CeCe. My victory was finishing my education.
4: When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
3: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins.
0: But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis.
6: Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats.
4: So... Welcome back From the Cheap Seats. And I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask Dave Kaplan. Um, I'm going to give you – how long should we get to cover the Punta
0: Cana? Is that where they played this weekend? No, they played in Austin, Texas. There was a uh, World Golf Championship.
3: No, they played in Punta Cana, But they
0: did. I'm getting there. They played in Punta Cana as well. But the the main event was a World Golf Championship. They do – top 64 in the world or whoever shows up the top 64 that shows up Who showed up Uh pretty much everybody Nobody You know no, no. not at Punakana but in Austin Texas is where all the
3: uh, Nobody showed up I didn't see Tiger Woods one time shooting <laughs> shot <laughs> Damn. Damn. Tiger Woods is not in the top 64 in the world yeah, In, then in they my should, mind he's number
4: in the top 64 then yeah, there's no garbage. reason to have it if Tiger Woods is not in there yeah, okay, Stupid. All right.
0: Yeah, actually February was the highest rated month in Golf Channel history.
4: It Come on. And Tiger Woods is not in the top 64?
0: He's not that. in the top 60. The rules are made. You can't change the rules after Tiger
3: comes back.
0: We're talking okay. about Tiger. And he's no like, number he's one like 140th one.
3: in the world. Dustin Johnson didn't even make the knockout <laughs> round. No,
0: so so this is interesting. So they used to do like one play 64, two plays Sixty-three and so forth. They would do three sixteen-team brackets. It's pattern, and it always happens this time of year while the uh, NCAA basketball tournament's going on. But then they started realizing. I mean, in golf, a sixty-four could knock out number one if somebody's putter gets hot. It's it's one round of golf, right? So they start doing these pods, kind of like uh, it's a round, a round, round robin. Cup. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, round a round. fourteen round robin, and then that gets you to the sixteen players out of each pod um, and they did that to ensure that your top players would kind of make it through but <laughs> still doesn't work no. so <laughs> <laughs> so you had brian Harmon, uh bubba watson uh kira deck apra Barnard, wait a minute Charles kira H- deck
4: apra Barnark is in the top 64 but tiger woods is not Right. Golf sucks. Golf is horrible.
0: Sergio Garcia, Kyle Stanley, those S- are
1: good. Sister Jean's in the top 64. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sister right. Jean, yeah, so, she won So it. who
1: won, Dave? Bubba. Bubba.
0: Bubba. Watson Bubba won. Great. Bubba got high. And, and actually, it's kind of ironic. I think it was the 35
3: versus the 32 seed. Yeah, he's it, the 35th ranked golfer, Bubba.
0: Here's
4: here's Bubba my is. question, though. And I don't even want to talk it's about ridiculous. that because
0: I don't want to talk about Bubba Watson.
4: What, what course did they play at in Austin? Austin Country Club. Okay.
3: Speed's right. home court.
4: My, here's my question. Speed didn't make it Punta out. Justin Thomas beat him. Punta Cana, if I'm not mistaken, is in the Dominican, right? Yes. How is it that they have a golf course in the Dominican Republic, one of the poorest nations on the face of the planet? I played that golf course. It's, it un- is, it's unreal. It how did they, How is it even justifiable that somebody went in and dumped enough money? You could feed that entire country for a decade with the amount of money that it would have taken well, to build the golf course, of course they to probably built it on the water. backs of you know six-year-old kids hauling rocks out of there.
0: All right, hey, you want to hear something about that golf course? That sure. Crazy. There's literally six or seven Dominicans working on every hole. Come on, I'm telling you the truth, dude. We're like we were looking for a have... way to drink beer
4: and monetize it and play golf. We, need a remote we should location. go. We Punta Cana's been done. We need to find a third-world nation and build a golf <laughs> resort. And we can have – we can afford – because they're paying them 74 cents a day. We can have six groundskeepers on every hole working that thing. Right. Pick a country on the map, Trent. It was We're spotless, doing too. this, dog. The
5: hurricane didn't destroy it.
0: Oh, I don't – I was there before. Uh, that the was hurricane. Puerto
3: Rico. I will tell you oh, that the you – know, uh, the, Dominican the Dominican got, got hit, got crushed too right well no, they put a big dome over the golf course so Uh, it wouldn't get hurt No, they just put put a
4: human chain they had they built this gigantic pyramid
3: (laughs) before the hurricane there was nine dominicans working on each hole but they lost um, (laughs) okay
5: this
1: this is what's wrong with the world um puerto rico people in puerto rico just got Power back four days ago, and I they're bet- playing golf in the Dominican. <laughs> they got hit by the same
0: storm. Exactly. Please. Man. Come on. Have you? <sighs> but it, it wasn't the main event for the week, so they, they were playing
3: that in Austin, Texas, just to let you Dave, know. Dave. Hey, but you know who played that golf There was no tournament? golf on this week. <laughs> <laughs> How? Do you, do you know who was playing at Punicana? Do you know who was playing there? Who cares? Tony Romo. Oh yeah, and he shot five over on the first round and that was it. He sucked. So is Tony Romo
4: in the top sixty four in the world? Different tournament, Chris. I'm just I'm just making
1: a point. I think I think he threw an interception, if that's possible.
5: (laughs) (laughs) He did. did. did.
1: I don't know. Robert Robert (laughs) you did hurt his back though. Robert wasn't here when we first started the show. Have you noticed how Trent's attitude has gotten slowly The word, the word is mean. Yes, he is the mean. The word is mean. He's gotten mean. He was so nice when he first started
3: here. What's going on, Trent? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? What is that? Uh, did DukeWin.com? It took all of two weeks for that Tar Heel to try to learn how to uh, build a website. Oh, Jeez. While he was sitting geez. at home playing PlayStation
5: because they play couldn't it make it past the, the second round. What's that? Did you play at Finley over the weekend?
1: Yeah, I was out there. <laughs> No, I wasn't out there. I'm sorry. Did your team Northern Iowa win, Trent, or Northern Northern whoever Iowa. they are? <laughs> <laughs> well, Northern Iowa,
4: uh, uh, they got into the Final Four just like the Pac-12 did. When was the last time there was a Pac-12 team in the Final Four? UCLA
3: win 1963. <laughs> <laughs> they won it. The
4: Pac-12 is there any is there any truth to the rumor they just made pack up and I mean. I didn't mean to pull a pun there, but they might—they get out of the basketball business, man. The Pac-12 garbage, and football—they're garbage too. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of—it's the conference. Conference of champion? They, Can you do conference to champions? To, uh, to, uh, Can you do it, Bill Walton style? Football division? No. 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 What
5: is it? Right. Now? One a, a, what is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah.
4: yeah, they need to move down. FCS, a, it Appalachian I think they State. Call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, FCS.
0: The, I, you know chap. I just yeah. think they're soft out west. They're soft. So Weird, I'm, I'm, we're still, not I'm soft, stuck on the whole Punta Cana thing, yeah,
4: because the Dominican is unbelievably poor.
0: Oh, let me tell you about the Dominican. So I'm not a rum and coke guy; just not my thing. Unbelievable at the Punta Cana golf course, the rum and coke <laughs> Do were ridiculous. Did make the rum
5: on site? I don't know. Well, no, because yeah, they, they, they had six guys six doing Dominicans. that. <laughs> Robert,
3: <laughs> Robert, it's a shot of rum and a line of coke. Uh, <laughs> Missed that okay. Who would you rather
1: spend time with right now, Trent or Bubba Watson? (laughs) Bubba Watson looks like the most miserable person on the face of this earth. Look at his face, even when he's having a good time, he looks like I don't know, like no, you know, why he was
5: miserable this weekend. Bubba, he eats at the Waffle House. Okay, there we go.
4: You know, why you know, why he was miserable though, because Tiger wasn't playing.
5: Yeah.
4: You said that the Golf Channel's ratings in February were the highest they'd ever been. I bet they weren't very high this
0: week. I don't know. Maybe. People like Bubba. Bubba, actually, it's an interesting story. So, he missed the Ryder Cup team, right, on points. Davis Love, he was like 11th. Davis Love gets two picks. Did not pick Bubba. Didn't pick him because his attitude wasn't right. That was his whole – well, then Bubba comes back begging, can I be an assistant captain? And Davis said, Sure. And it kind of changed everybody's mantra about him because a lot of people, a lot of the PGA guys did not like Bubba. Huh. Interesting. And now they like him because he was a good cheerleader. He, he said, hey, I, I get that I didn't get picked. I know why. I'm going to be more supportive of everybody, and he helped. And he and he was the, like the personal cheerleader for Brent Snedeker, who had a good rider Cup.
3: Well, so, next week I'm going to change my attitude, and I'm going to be good. More Thank supportive you. Thank you. And, happy. and he won. Hey, he all won. Right. For seven. now, you're
4: just going to have to be an assistant captain. You know okay, what? so yeah. if he
5: brought wings in every show. it right. would really help us be change. We've been begging
0: for
1: this, and
5: it just isn't going about happen. It. I've it's given up right. on it happening. Trent, just do like Bubba
1: did and win the Hakuna Matata tournament. <laughs> and it'll get you set. You'll be back in good standing with the world. It was his second World Golf Championship. Did he get
3: his trophy on Pride Rock?
1: Second win this year. <laughs> hey, he...
0: Uh, oh,
3: Tony Romo just hit it into the tree of life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: On the ninth hole. I think it's the circle of life. <laughs> you might want to go
0: back and watch that movie no, he's yeah, at Disney. He's at Disney, right? The, the tree of life at Disney. Oh, okay. I know what he's
1: talking about.
4: Okay. So, right now, I'm, we're done oh, with golf. I'm thing. so done
0: with golf. Bubba 100% hits. done. So, Kaplan, tell us how your dog's doing.
3: <laughs> How's your dog? She's good. Why are you going to She's Colorado? She's at the vet. She's
0: getting... I'm going skiing, man. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about spending Easter Sunday morning sunrise service on Peak 9 at Breckenridge. Can
4: you do me a favor, though, while
0: you're there? I'll take a picture.
4: This is for real. I need you to do something for me while you're in Colorado. I Ooh. need you to find a place to go curling. Okay. And I need you to tape it and find out so that you can report back and tell us if you think that our plan to be at the Olympic trials in six years
1: is a good plan or not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey,
0: it's six years.
1: This six years. this okay. segment has been brought to you by Rich People Problems. Oh, I played that <laughs> course in the Dominican. I'm going out to Colorado skiing. I'm unfit to <laughs> even be sitting next to this missed, guy. What yeah, you a missed, a
4: Brandon? What you missed is earlier on where this guy, where <laughs> Not, we asked him, "What do your employees think you do?" And he's like, "Oh, I think they they think I I do a lot
0: of a lot of things." No, I said they they as I walk out the door every Monday morning. Do you really have time to go up and talk on that lame sports show again? <laughs> See, that's twice
4: he's you disparaged ever been to the a show. Match? What's that? That's have you what they say been to have I Been to a curling match? Where? <laughs> where did he go? Have you been to one? I have. I lived oh, in Toronto oh, for two where? years. Oh yeah. There you so go. no, I've not lived in Toronto. I wouldn't begin to all, know to where
5: I even seek one out. It was there was one around the corner from where I lived. So, so was
4: this was this like a a uh, 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 major league a major curling league event or was this like a pickup
5: game? They had beer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I I don't know. You they ought to have beer. It's a very social activity. So it's a lot of talking, a lot of drinking. And so it's almost that nobody's paying attention to the match. It's just, right. a it's lot exactly of beer. how I'm we curling,
4: and I swear, Philadelphia 76ers on the other side. Follow us to the web if you've been listening on WDCC from the cheap seats.
6: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
2: You know what really gets a party started?
1: Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use like anything as a
3: ball cans, bottles, shoes.
1: Hey, bro, toss me that avocado.
3: Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom.
6: Underage drinking and
0: driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National
3: Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran
1: and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion.
3: I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of.
4: At DAV, we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned
3: i'm cc my victory was finishing my education
4: when america's veterans win we all win help us support more victories for veterans go to dav.org i'm chris DeLambert.
1: i'm brandon atkins i'm professor trent nichols
4: coming to you from the chief seats Welcome back. You're listening on WBLZ. We appreciate you making it this far. If you were on WDCC and followed us to the web, we appreciate that too. So, libations on Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, 6 to 8, we do trivia over there. I'm not going to lie. I haven't put together questions for this week. Um, Any suggestions, gentlemen? I want you to kind of put that in the back of your minds.
5: Final four trivia. We just did that.
4: We did that last week. Sorry. And the ladies really (laughs) loved that. I feel like I need to do, like, a—what would do, what would be the appropriate term in this day and age of sensitivity? We'll just call it one for the ladies. We'll do one for the ladies. What, geek, what, 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 what could we do? Perhaps—see, um, but
5: I don't want to do that— Roller derby. At, roller derby. We were just I, talking about that. We need to get our roller derby.
4: You weren't here when our representative from Fayetteville Roller Derby came in. No, we, we just
5: talked that about it. That was
4: a lot of fun. We need to do that. Need Fayetteville Roller Derby. We got, your eyes. we got our eyes
1: on you. Yeah, let's marinate on what to do for the women's trivia. All yeah. the ladies out there. All the ladies. Right? We'll come up with something real all smooth. All the ladies. Real smooth for Look, all you ladies.
4: <laughs> completely pivoting. I've been saying for a couple segments we're going to talk about Philly. Philadelphia, we've been sleeping on you, and I apologize. I think at the midway point going into the break, we said Philly's going to miss the playoffs, and they're the most hyped team or overhyped team around. Well, now they've gone, what, 17-6 and six in the last month. And the craziness about this is is Joel, Joel Embiid has actually managed to make it through the season. Now, it's not fair to say, you know, he's the model of health because they sit him on back-to-backs and they do all the rest and they've managed his minutes. But Ben Simmons and the rest of that team, minus Markel Fultz, has managed to hold it together. Sarich is an underrated player in the post. Who wants to play Philly in the first round? Nobody. 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 And you know, the way the NBA stretches these playoff series and they take a month to play seven games – You would think Embiid, that plays right into his hand. Right. Giving him
3: plenty of rest. I think Indiana wants to play them. You think Indiana wants to play them? No, but that's who they would play. What's Indiana (laughs) sitting
4: at the four seed right now? Five. They're at the five. They're a game back,
5: right? How how many games separate three through seven?
3: (sighs) About four? Cleveland has 44 wins. Milwaukee has 39.
1: Yeah, if you stop at Cleveland and you go – um, to the Sixers, there's only about two or three games yeah, to right. separate the rest of the field. Right. And, is this good for basketball? The Sixers tanked. They haven't. This is the first time they've made the playoffs in six years. And, they clearly tanked and it's now... For five years. For five years. <coughs> they've clearly tanked and now they're one of the better teams in the NBA. I mean, that's a winning formula. I, I don't know.
4: First of all, it's not a winning formula. And, and, is this the model? I don't know. If you look at it, there hasn't been an example or enough examples of teams tanking and winning championships. You look at what the Astros did in baseball. The Astros made a concerted effort that they were going to be garbage for a few years, and now they've resurrected the franchise. But that's the only example in the history of american sports that i can think of over a protracted period where a team is tanked and then come back and won a world championship the Am cubs
3: I- did it for 109 years
4: nicely played there sir nicely <laughs> very good played. i mean you look at at new york back in the 80s when they when they wanted patrick ewing and then the you know the the league froze their envelope or whatever they did with it And they got Patrick Ewing, but even Patrick Ewing came there, may have helped save the franchise, but they never won a championship. I look at teams right now like Memphis. If I was in a situation like them, Conley misses essentially the whole year. Mark Gasol, they're sitting him now. They go get beat by 60 by the Hornets the other day. Come on, man. That's not good for the league. So even the upside, if Memphis bounces back, if they do this for a year or two, I think the damage done is brutal. With Philly, I I don't know, man. I hope that there aren't other teams that are sitting around thinking, yeah, well, that's what we'll do.
1: Well, I mean, just think about Markel Fultz is not even playing. He's basically not playing until next year. But he could have easily been Jason Tatum or one of these other players who were really good. Yep. And they don't even have him, and they're really good. And that's all – you don't get these picks without being really bad – on purpose, right? Year and, after and, year oh, man, after not. year,
5: you got these. They've done it by building through the draft. If you're Milwaukee or Charlotte or small market teams, you're not signing major free agents. So that may be the only way to go because you got to find a diamond in the rough. And then by the time they're third year, they want out because got, they want to go to a major. That's market. That's
3: right, guys. Golden State built through the draft. Golden State built were through the really draft. Bad but for they, a long time after they, Chris Mullins left.
5: Hold on though hold
4: on because golden state built through the draft but they built through the draft not because they were tanking to get the number 1 pick they, they hit picks out of the park and they took guys late like Draymond Green who have turned into ball players yeah you look at philly and you say well they you know their success now is obvious because they tanked well tell that to Jaleel Okafor i mean they tanked and they got him and now he's out of town and they got you know a bucket of spare parts for him You've got to draft well. And when you look at Golden State, Golden State, the core that they built up to a couple years ago.
5: And who would have said Steph Curry would be a two-time MVP and light up the league the way he's – nobody. They missed on him in high school and college and in the pros. He's always been a guy who is – we, th- we think he's good, but he's not that good. Well, and he's turned out to be great.
4: There's a certain amount of skill, obviously, that comes to the to general managers that are taking this pick when it comes to talent evaluation. But then there's an awful lot of luck involved, too. And it applies in other sports as well because you look at the, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks, for a three- or four-year period, they couldn't get it wrong. In the draft. Everything they hit on. You look at a guy like Richard Sherman and, and Russell Wilson, they're taking these guys in the middle rounds of the draft and they're becoming superstars. Well, the magic wears off eventually. And now you've got Richard Sherman, who's left, was released and is signed, and he's bashing the Seahawks and he's talking about whether well, talent evaluation is not what it was. No, it's exactly what it was because it's the same guys running the front
1: office. You just don't hit it out of the park every time.
4: I, I talked about win. that.
1: Go, he can win in a bunch of different ways. Like for years, Spurs won because Tim Duncan took pay cuts. Kawhi's not going to do that. I think you've seen the end of the Spurs. But, you know, like you mentioned, Charlotte as one of the teams, like you're not going to get free agency because people don't want to play there. I've talked to Chris about this a lot. Players don't like Charlotte, they just don't. But you got to stop killing yourself with these picks like Malik Monk. If you could not see. That that was not going to be a player. You can't draft, and we went through that list last week. Um, I don't think they're tanking. The worst thing you can do is like what Charles Barkley says: is finish eighth and ninth every year, which is Charlotte. That's what you're never going to get the good draft pick. Right. And if it puts you in a small market with with no options for free free agency, it's just not going to happen for you. The Sixers are a large market that tanked. So it was inevitable that they were going to be successful. Right. Well,
4: it took them five years of tanking and Embiid finally getting healthy and Simmons because everybody pretends that we're just going to, you know, Simmons didn't miss an entire season because of injury. Simmons is back there. And then the next question I have with regard to Simmons, I've triple-double, <clears throat> triple, triple-double, triple-double. I'm tired of hearing about it. Triple-doubles are nice. Donovan Mitchell should be the rookie of the year in the NBA. True or false? True. True.
1: Yeah, he's filthy.
4: And Donovan Mitchell is lost in this. Why? Because he plays in Utah. How many times has America seen Donovan Mitchell play basketball this year? None.
1: They don't understand how good this kid is. He's got a lot more wives than Ben Simmons being out there in Utah, you know.
6: You know how they roll. He's got that going for him, too.
4: And I'm sure, you know, a rich young man that's one of the better players in basketball, I'm sure he can can have his pick of the sister wives. But – That's what I'm saying where the NBA gets this wrong. They have hitched their wagon to Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons is a very nice player. Ben Simmons would be a very, very good player if he actually could shoot a jump shot. Donovan Mitchell's a complete swing man right now, um, and they play him at the point. They play him at the two.
3: This guy is for real. So how many games has Utah beat Houston? How How many times? What's the over under two? If, in the first If round? Utah plays Houston, in that's the, what
4: it would be right now. I would say it goes six. I would say it goes six. Utah's not a complete team, but it would be a great showcase for Donovan Mitchell. Um, we'll see. Talk more about the Western seedings. What are we looking at as we as it stands today? What are our matchups? Trent? So
3: right now, Houston would play Utah. Golden State would be Minnesota, Portland, San Antonio, and OKC versus New
4: Orleans. Interesting, interesting, interesting that New
5: Orleans has kept it together.
3: They are the five seed, and they are one game out of being the four seed.
5: I think they're better without
3: uh, this
5: big fella that hurt his Cousins. Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins. I think they're better without Cousins. Talk to me about that. I think if they they trade him and can get one legitimate player and a draft pick, they put themselves in a better position. Interesting. Why is that? Because he's a ball stopper. He's a very good player, very productive, but he doesn't fit in the scheme of a team concept. He's more of an ISO guy. His numbers are always going to look good, but he does not make his team better.
4: Well, you've got DeMarcus Cousins, who's in a contract year and has wrecked his leg. And the question at this point is, is there anybody out there that's going to step up and try to give him a max deal? Because that's the probably the only way you're going to see a sign-and-trade happen and New Orleans get anything out of that. They're in a rough situation. So if they have the chance, all things being equal, to bring him on that max deal, which it's probably going to take, you're saying they should walk away? or only walk away if they can do a sign-and-trade and get some value back.
5: Exactly. I, I think sign-and-trade, and I think some desperate team in the league will take him because they need to sell tickets and they need to show that they're Somebody get base. me Magic Johnson on the phone.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
1: y'all are talking about him like he's a he's a chump now. Like, no,
5: we're not. Boogie we're Cousins not. is
1: no joke. Okay. I think I get your point. If you have Davis on the same team – I think he kind of maybe clogs up the offense. Is but, that kind of where you're going, uh, professional basketball uh, aficionado no, over here? Well,
5: even in Sacramento, they were horrible, mm. and they had a piece to build around. So mm-hmm. maybe they didn't put the right pieces around them, but I just don't think he's the guy. Like I think Davis should be your guy because he can make everybody else better he allows the team to flow and do some, some things from the perimeter, whereas Boogie's going to demand the ball and take threes and want to handle it and do all that. Okay, well, I,
1: I apologize about... to the room for what I said before what Robert, Robert just said. <laughs> With New Orleans, the
4: guy that gets forgotten out there is Drew Holiday, who you know just goes out and gets you 25 a night. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. The problem that Boogie had, I say Boogie, and I swear I don't ever want to call him that because that's a grown man. And he is the most intimidating, most scary guy in professional sports to me right now. But DeMarcus Cousins, when he was in Sacramento, the problem they had there was wing play. Then he goes to New Orleans, same thing. And it's funny because you look around the NBA. We've said this a million times. Everybody's got wings. Everybody's got wings that can come out and get 18 a night. But neither one of these teams seems to be able to find any. It's kind of wild. Somebody help them out.
1: Well, staying out there in the West, you're bringing up the West. Did you guys watch the OKC game against the um, Trailblazers? So, this is why I think the Blazers are so much better than OKC. OKC is a one man show. Westbrook is awesome, but not only does it does he do it by himself. He almost seems like he wants to do it by himself. The Trailblazers are solid across the board. You know Damian Lillard is awesome, but they got—they just seem to to like distribute the ball a little bit more in the offense, where OKC seems to go. All right, let's—we'll be over here, Westbrook, as you're driving every time up the floor.
3: We'll see. At the end of the game, they needed a three-pointer to tie, and Carmelo had the ball, and it was just like Grayson Allen. Don't shoot it, Carmelo! <laughs> All right,
4: check us out on social media
3: at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina.
6: I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will. Solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger and they locked me away for life.
2: If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com.
6: Hey, Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on. Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap
4: Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seat. We've pivoted to the NBA, and if you've got a gun to your head, Knowing that Steph Curry is going to miss the first round of the playoffs, who is your Western Conference champ, Trent Nichols?
3: Portland. Wow. Gun to your head, you're taking Portland to win the West. Hottest team in basketball right now. Wow. I'll come to your funeral. <laughs> <laughs>
6: It'll this be is, closed casket. It's the same reaction
3: you guys had to get when I picked K-State against Kentucky, so I guess we'll find out. Word. No rap song needed. Brick, who you got?
5: If you, you could redeem yourself. I'll
3: you bring, bring, bring wings.
5: wings. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to take Golden State. Are you taking Golden State Ooh. without Curry? Without Curry. All yes. right, cool. Cap.
1: Houston. Go ahead. Blazers. I can't Wow, get, there's two for Portland. I can't get what Harden did last year yeah. out of my head.
3: That's the same thing I can't. I just can't get
1: them. it out of my head. Don't. All right, I'm going to go
4: with Houston, but my heart is with OKC. I want Westbrook to put that team on his back and go on a magical run, and I think the way the playoffs are spread out plays to him as well because you're going to be able to keep him fresh. And if Carmelo can find his way back to an arena, maybe there's just enough offense with Westbrook, George, and... Adams, and Anthony. You notice I don't even put Anthony in the big three anymore. They're talking about that big three. I put Adams ahead of him.
0: Um,
3: Which you should.
0: So you're picking –
4: Houston. I'm going to go with talking,
0: All right, I'm going to change my pick. If he's picking Houston, I'm not picking. <laughs>
3: I was going to say public service announcement <laughs> to all you OKC sounded, and Houston fans. Yeah. I'm sorry, your teams have just been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> kind of
0: sounded like you pick Oklahoma. He,
6: no, he I want to see. A, I want to
4: see Oklahoma City. I think Russell Westbrook deserves a championship. Um, I, that's how much I like Russ. I don't know. That they can get it done. I want to, I will be pulling for them all the way. I will be pulling for them all the way. If I have a Western Conference team that I pull for on the regular, it's Memphis, and Memphis is garbage. Um, but I'm 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 looking at what Houston does, and I'm gonna tell you that the difference maker for me is not necessarily James Harden. I really, really, really like Clint Capella. Capella is athletic, he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be a difference maker. I like what Houston can do. And if Chris Paul can play every night, I like what Houston can do. So I'm going to go with Houston. you, you staying with Houston or are you jumping off for real?
0: I'll stay with Houston.
4: All right. So in for the Boston, east, please. in the east, right now your seedings, Trent, you have
3: Toronto at one. Boston's at two. Yes. Cleveland, then Philly, Indiana, Washington, Milwaukee, and Miami. Miami sneaking in. Isn't Just like something? I predicted.
4: How far is who's who's the nine seed right now?
3: Uh, Detroit, Detroit
4: and they're six
3: games back. Yeah, five that,
4: games in the loss. I'm gonna tell you, Reggie. I, as much as I, it would be easy to jump on and say they blew that thing up, Reggie Jackson not being back really kind of put the kibosh on on Detroit's hopes. They went all in, but I'm I'm hoping that they were they were looking a little farther forward ahead of this year. Um, Detroit's got a nice little nucleus there if they can keep it intact. But I think what you see in the top eight is the top eight at this point. I think the big questions there is John Wall coming back to Washington. Is he going to be at full strength by the time they start the run? And the other part of that is there are people out there who feel like Washington may be a more efficient offense without Wall in there. Talk about that, Brick.
5: Statistically, John Wall's numbers always look great. He's a double-double guy. Not a great shooter. I think they're better with him. I think he, because he distributes the ball, he gets other people involved. He gets to Gortat the ball, and he gets the ball to the wings. Plus, he can finish. He's he, he always the top of the league in steals, so he gets some and buckets. I think he, they're a better team, and they have a little more depth with him.
4: I think the thing with Washington that gets me is people—they they fixate on Wall and Beal, and they sleep on how good the rest of those parts are in that starting five. question I have with them is depth. I really like Porter. Otto Porter was a – it cost him a lot to bring him back in the offseason. But Kelly Oubre turned into a nice player. And Martin Gordot Cortat is the – he's that old school center, doesn't need the ball. He's, a, he's just a big body, clogs up space. So Washington is of particular interest to me. Brandon, you missed the part of the conversation where we talked about picking a team in the East right now And the first question I have for you is, do you believe in Toronto or not?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. You can't – and that's – I was going to ask you about the heat and how they're making the playoffs, but I think it's a product of the East being as bad as it is. But I think you still can't win that many games and be at the top of your conference without being good and for real. Okay. You just don't get lucky. You know, you don't luck into these wins. So Um, we just did this for the West – who do you have winning
4: the East as it stands today with the injury situation being where it is, Professor Trent?
3: <laughs> it pains me to say this, but <laughs> I, can't, I can't bet against Cleveland until they're right. out. Right. I have Cleveland versus Portland in the finals.
4: All right. Interesting. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
5: Bricky. I agree.
3: Cleveland-Portland? Not
5: Cleveland. Yeah, I was going to say you didn't take Portland. So you got – Out of the East. I haven't gotten wings yet. (laughs) Cleveland out of the East. uh, LeBron's having an amazing year. He is having an amazing year. Uh, Love is back. The new pieces, fresh legs. Mm. I think Dwayne Casey and Quinn Snyder are the best coaches in the league right now. And Casey never gets credit. I lived in Toronto for two years, his first two years there. And they were not very good. But he had them playing very well. I went to a couple of practices and watched him. He does an amazing job. He's got some pieces. Quinn Snyder doesn't have a whole lot, but they're still doing all right in in the West. Well, when you
4: talk about Casey and you talk about Toronto and their ability to do some things, that seems to be one of the few teams out there, and they do it sort of under the radar, that actually is able to develop some players. And one of those guys this year... One of the few rookies outside of of the top handful of household name type picks that you knew coming in. O.G. An Ananobi, is actually a starter and a contributor, and is a you know he's a healthy part of that rotation. You're seeing that, but the fact that Toronto can come in and find a guy that can actually come in and compete right out of the gate, um, very interesting. Dave, who do you have in the East? Uh, Cleveland. I, I like the, so we're three for three with the Cavs.
0: Yeah, I like the defensive effort better, and love being back. I, I mean, I think they're poised, but they're an injury away from from not being there. So. Yeah, but they're the
1: healthiest
3: team right, right
0: now. Right, they're That's the healthiest the team, team right thing. now. Yeah, and they so you, you keep there.
4: saying that, but Toronto, Toronto doesn't have any significant injuries going on.
1: Well, and on top of that, Toronto's only lost seven games at home this year, and the, if they keep their seed, which they probably will. They're going to be at home through the entirety of the Eastern Conference playoffs, but I pick up, I pick Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so but but you know, if you just put more hair on LeBron's head, you'd swear to God it was ten years ago because he is playing essentially exactly like he has been, maybe even at a higher level since these new guys came yeah. on board. Yeah, I, 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 I just never seen anything like
5: that. He's. I, I thought they would make it a concerted effort. Two years ago that's cut his minutes back, and he played more minutes last year and is playing more minutes this year at and, 30, how old is he?
1: And, scheduled,
5: and he's still scheduled to 32.
1: play every
3: game this yes. year? Last year, the Cleveland Cavs swept Toronto. I mean, they're going to learn from that, and they may take him to seven, but I think Cleveland has the finishing touch.
5: And I can't get what Lowry did in the playoffs last year. So. I I think it's a mental thing with him, mm-hmm. and he struggled. He struggled in the, in the Olympics, too. So I think he's got some things going on.
3: Interesting. I'd like Houston a lot better if Lowry was still with him and Harden <laughs> instead of Chris Paul.
5: That's an interesting statement. Well, Kyle Lowry? That's You talk about injuries. I don't trust Paul to be there throughout the entire yeah. playoffs.
3: Skip There's on. enough time to rest, so maybe, but...
1: And I was watching him, too. George Hill plan out of his mind, and LeBron trusts George Hill. Like he, he actually, I think, keeps an eye out for him. Kevin Love's just now come back, but now with Kevin Love, ooh, it's going to be interesting. I quietly,
3: George Hill, to your point, and I was thinking this yesterday when I was watching that game, I think that was the best piece that they got well, in the George trade. George
4: Hill was the only one of those names that had really been floated prior to the deadline as something that really might happen, and I remember tweeting, that's a no-brainer. Go get him. You need a veteran point guard who does not need to shoot to be effective. You're talking about a plus-plus defender and a plus distributor of the ball who's got that veteran savvy. He's been to war before. That's the guy that ought to come in and run the point. That was a great fit for
3: him. I lived in Indiana when they made those runs with Hill and Hibbert. and that He was the glue that held them together, the way that George Hill went. It wasn't Paul George. Yeah, Paul George was a great piece and probably the superstar of the Pacers at that point. But George Hill was the guy.
4: Well, in this day and age, you know, we've become accustomed to the offense not only running through the point guard, but your point guard being a guy that's going to put up 20, 25 a night and dominate the ball. The other piece is that lost in that with all this offensive athleticism and explosion that we see from these guys is too often, those guys don't necessarily replicate that effort on the other end of the floor. George Hill's a throwback point guard. He's got good size, good length. He's a willing, able defender who passes first. And when you've got a black hole in your offense like LeBron James, that's important because you've got to get him in the offense. When that ball goes down and he decides he's taking over, it's not coming back out. And there are enough other options on there that I agree with you. I think George Hill was a great fit.
3: But Hill doesn't have that need. He doesn't have to be the guy. He knows his role That's and he point. plays it the best. Absolutely, yeah. But, yeah. I we mean, just said exactly the same thing. Do you think yep. his teammates view him as a black hole? They, I think
4: they not go. Not not don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that as a negative connotation. I'm just saying that. He is that powerful. The gravity; everything has to go around LeBron.
1: Don't you think? Like, if you're George Hill, you're like, I know if I hustle over to this spot and do what I got to do, he's going to get me the ball. You know, I I didn't understand your point. No, no, I wasn't.
4: That wasn't. It wasn't meant to disparage him. It was just that it's that powerful a force in that offense that you have to keep him happy, and LeBron has to be involved all the all the time. Um, I like what Cleveland did. I sang the praises of Cody Altman at the at the trade deadline. Just so that we don't all get on the same page, I'm going to take Toronto. I think Toronto – I'd love to see Toronto make this interesting. Um, The team that nobody's going to want to play in the East, Milwaukee. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio.
6: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
3: Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's
1: right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. This actually like owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person.
3: The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one.
1: Visit theshelterpetproject.org
2: today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
3: Listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show.
4: All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. We've been basketball heavy with a little respite for golf right there in the middle. Of course, there was no golf because there was no Tiger this
3: week. No golf this weekend.
4: All right, so. The word on the street is that the Rams are the front runner to sign Indomicon Sue. Let me let me tell you something. If the Rams, with what they're bringing back, at Indomicon Sue on that defensive line next to Aaron Donald, they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. That might be the nastiest tandem of defensive tackles ever to play in the NFL next to one another. What do you and think? You take about an the... already good defense with Todd Gurley, if they stay healthy and they progress, Sue in the middle of that lineup, that is the perfect fit for him because he comes in and you've got to think it's going to be humbled a little bit and pushed by Donald next to him. I think I, that in my mind would make the Rams the favorite to win the Super Bowl.
1: How much how much do you want to pay him? after the Jets
5: rescinded their offer to him. <laughs> See, that that was my concern. Why did the Jets rescind the offer? What did I, they find I, out? I wouldn't
4: base my decision-making process on anything <laughs> that the New York Jets are doing.
5: Yeah. yeah, but they have a chance to get a quality player. What happened that they took the offer off the table?
3: They decided he wasn't that. for them.
5: I—I
4: I, It must have been Sue's sunny disposition. I mean, maybe they extended the offer and then they met with him and they're like, this guy is three handfuls.
5: Well, I mean, it's kind of like... So, my point, why would you want him in L.A. then?
3: Because they need to spend the money on building a team. (laughs) Well, that's my point. If you're
1: you're wanting to go to the prom and Jenny asks you to go to the prom, she says, because this nerd named Paul didn't want to go with her. Do you want to go with Jenny? I mean, like...
4: Me and Jenny are going, and we're going to get it on. I I, I just think – all of, I think L.A. with Aaron Donald in the middle of that defense, with where that team is headed, that might be the type of guy that Sue could play alongside and actually have confidence that I don't have to do too much outside of my role in this defense because that's been the problem with Sue – at every stop. First of all, he's a little crazy. But secondly, he plays very undisciplined because he's always trying to do too much. Now, he's one of the few guys in the league that can do you know, all of those things. But I think if you take him and put him in that defense, the physical ability that he brings to the table next to Donald, I don't know how you block those two guys. Which means that you've got immediate pressure in the passing game without having to blitz anybody and you can drop eight and get legitimate pressure up the front. And edge rushers are sexy. Guys play Madden, and they love to put their fastest guy you know, coming off the edge, but the quickest route to the quarterback is right up the middle. And when you can bring pressure up the middle, you see even quarterbacks like Drew Brees and Tom Brady don't like that because guys
1: are around their feet. Well, and even people who have to block, people like Sue, even though these guys are athletes, you, you know that they're a little – they're a little afraid of this guy. Well, when you, know, you look like...
4: across the field and you see this guy, and you're like, "That guy, athletically, is better at me than better than me at everything." It's got to be a little intimidating.
1: And he's a little loco. Well, no. Yeah, he's a little crazy because
4: he'll jab me in the eye and he'll, you know, he'll punch me in the nuts. Domp you on the neck. Yeah, I'd I like it. I think you got
5: to be a little dirty to be a defensive tackle. I get it. As a coach. Would you want to bring that to your locker room? Is that going to be a distraction? I I think that's what the Jets found out.
4: Well, I mean, if we're if we're in the NBA and we're talking a guy, talking about a guy like Metta World Peace, and you look and you're like, this is a pretty good ball player. He's crazy, crazy as a loon.
5: There's a risk reward situation going on here. Well, if you're into the fight in Detroit, he's your guy. Definitely. But I don't know if I want to bring that distraction to my locker room. The oh, question what, Was
1: this, he your guy in the palace? Looked <laughs> like he did a whole lot of running in that fight to me.
4: Steven Jackson would be my guy in a yeah, fight at the yeah, palace. Yeah, he's the guy. And where's Steven Jackson? Why isn't he playing the NBA anymore? I don't know. He's, he's, the, so, the, uh, he's uh, even Mick crazier Green. than Sue, that's why. <laughs> All right, but my, my point is is that still, this is not a question of we could bring Terrell Owens in who's got a little bit left in the tank. This is a guy that still should be in the prime of his career, who's as good as it gets. I think that kind of reclamation project's worth it if you can make the numbers work. Because if you, you know, you mortgage yourself in you know, get into a long term deal with him that's gonna handcuff you moving forward. Maybe you make that deal. And I mean, he did. Goff is on a relatively cheap contract for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you make it mm-hmm. coincide with to make sure that when Goff has to get his gazillion dollars. Sue runs out. You you know, maybe that's when Sue's contract's up. I'm not managing the salary cap of the L.A. Rams, so I don't want to spend anybody Have else's money. Have they paid money. Donald yet? Yes. Yes. You Donald I mean, held dude? out last year, if you remember. And they brought him in. they did finally get that rework because he okay. was holding out for a uh, – Renegotiation and they did pull the trigger on that, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Nobody else knows, and they're just nodding, not like, sure. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I don't know. All right, if you haven't been paying attention on April 28th, the Brick City Dodgeball Classic 2018 will be going down at the Skip or at the Bill Bob E. Hale Center. Bob Hale Center, that's the armory in downtown Sanford. We're going to kick that off at 10 a.m. We're going to raise money for Alzheimer's research. Check our Facebook page. All of the documents that you need are there. The emails are starting to come in. We're somewhere north of 20 teams signed up for it now. We're excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, There will be wings there. We may never get wings here in studio, but there will be wings from Buffalo Wild Wings there. Um, There'll be music. There'll be some giveaways. It'll be a great time. Check it out. $50 per team, six people on a team. That's fifty bucks for the team, not fifty dollars per person. So the buck's fifty bucks in book. advance. You can pay the day of seventy five bucks. If you wanna sign up and play individually, get with me and we'll try to get you matched up
1: with a group of folks that need a team. And if you want to pay fifty dollars per person, you can do that.
4: You can. That's and an if you wanna if you wanna support the cause but don't necessarily want somebody throwing balls at your face. We can find a team for you to sponsor. We're working with the Boys and Girls Club and some other groups of uh, kids. And uh, we'll get you hooked up. So, Sue, if you're sitting in L.A. and you're running that that uh, front office, what do you do, Brandon?
1: You're sitting in L.A.? I try to get him. You know, he played for Miami. I think that was Trent's Super Bowl pick. <clears throat> They're awful. Um you you put them. I don't know too many other players on L.A. Rams, but they're pretty stout defensive. I think they're stout across the board, right, defensive wise. So you put them with some other talent and see what he can do. Like the the in the NFL, you might get a he can you can literally stomp somebody's neck and maybe miss two games. <laughs> I think he's worth worth the risk. You know they don't. Well, isn't
4: it interesting that you can stomp somebody's neck and miss two games, but if you smoke some weed, you're gonna miss four. <laughs> What's up with that?
3: Dude, I send Wade Phillips to his house. I bring Taleb with me. You talk Sue into taking a little bit of a discount and go win a Super Bowl. Well
4: here's here's the other Why question. Why not? Well, I just thought of this though, but if you got a guy that's stomping next, the best way I know for somebody to stomp stomping next to kind of get him off that ledge, probably
3: give him some weed.
4: Yeah, so maybe it's kill him out. You well, know, then. maybe the NFL needs to take a peek
3: at it's that. It's legal that, in so. California. Right? It's not a bad marijuana?
5: substance in the NBA con- uh, deal. And, and why is that? Players Association.
4: Because <laughs> the Players Association is actually on their game over there. That's right. And and frankly, I don't know of any um, benefit to your performance that THC would give you. Right. So, I don't know.
5: might eat hot dogs at halftime.
4: <laughs> it might
3: slow
5: down the Speaking game. Speaking of that... <laughs> So I don't know
4: the e- the E360, you know the the documentary series that they run, not 30 for 30 on ESPN, but the other one that's more timely that has this stuff. they did anybody see the Isaiah Thomas piece that, that's running right now? No. So there is a uh, there's a story and I've never heard this before and they actually have the video of it. It's uh, it's family friendly video, but apparently when Isaiah Thomas was a junior at Washington, in the middle of a game with about five minutes left, it was a tight game. He had to pee. And they took a pile of towels and put down on the floor, and the team surrounded him and got it real got in real tight and he peed into the towels because they couldn't he didn't have time to get to the locker room and get back at the end of this ball game. Anything like that ever happen to you, Brick?
5: I can't say that it did, but Bobby Hurley had the runs. Oh nice. Now, my senior <laughs> really? against uh UNLV I believe it was.
4: Well this was not a run situation. It was a, it was a P situation. But but go ahead finish
5: your story. Yeah, he had to make an exit to the locker room during nice. the game. Oh wow.
1: wow. Fortunately
5: he fortunately he made it. <laughs> Goodness. gracious. I'm sure he
1: appreciates it appreciates he putting it out yeah, like bring that. that back up. Yeah.
4: Sure. So you're you well, let's go back in the time machine. You're coaching at Shaw. And I am there. I'm your point guard. I'm a 30-point-a-night guy. We're playing in conference ball, and there's three minutes left, and I've got the hot hand, and I look at you, and I'm like, Coach, I got to pee.
3: And if you don't let him, you got to put me in, who's the backup. Dude, you don't want that guy on the floor.
4: <laughs> so what? it. So what's the plan?
5: I'm going to go timeout. Uh-huh. I'm going to stall. I'm going to let him go to the bathroom. Okay, so there will be no peeing on the floor. You can't do that now. Times have changed. You can't pull that off now.
4: Well, speaking of uh, because there's cameras everywhere, right? So I'm looking at some stuff this weekend, and apparently Australia versus South Africa. Has anybody else seen this story? The sport is cricket. The cricket. Oh, the illegal cricket. So in cricket, and, and this is funny because it's kind of caught hold with Americans. Americans don't understand cricket. Cricket, they play with a ball. It's a red ball, and it's actually made out of cork, and it's hard. It's like a stone. And when you bowl, which is basically pitching, the same philosophy that works with knuckleball pitchers, where they scuff the ball, where they're trying to get it to move a way that it wouldn't normally move, it's part of the art of cricket. It's what you do. You 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 fool with the ball. And it's there's even a built-in penalty. It's not like a suspension built-in. If you get caught – Messing with the ball, it's a five-run penalty automatically, and wow. you just continue the game. It's part of the game. They've been doing it for ages, and it's a quote-unquote gentleman sport. So it's just something that's frowned upon. But Australia in a test match with South Africa, which is a five-day event, in the midst of this, Australia, one of the one of their bowlers, we'll call it pitchers for Americans had some yellow tape in his hand, and what he was doing was he was getting a little bit of dirt onto this piece of tape and then scuffing the ball. Well, what they failed to account for was the fact that there were screens all over the field, great great, big jumbotron type screens, and he was caught on camera messing with the ball with this piece of yellow tape. And the referee on the sideline saw this and came out onto the field. And as he came out onto the pitch, this guy jammed the tape down his pants and pulled out a piece of black tape that he like broke off of his underwear or something and then tried to show that it was that and there was nothing. He was just drying the
1: ball. I'm not anything that I'm used to scuff a hard object. I'm not rapidly shoving that into my pants. <laughs> that does not seem like a good idea. I'd rather fess up and say yeah. It's the I wrong balls it. to scuff. Well, I tell you, South that. Africa and Australia are two
4: of the powerhouse nations <clears> in the world of cricket. So South Africa has come out guns blazing about how unfair this was and how unsportsmanlike it was and blah, 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 blah. Here's the problem. The captain of the South African team's been busted twice for manipulating for changing the condition of the ball here just in the last couple of years. So whatever. It, no matter what sport it is, the philosophy holds true. If you're not cheating, you're not we got trying to. hard enough.
5: We're going to talk about highlight now?
4: If you want to. But that leads me to a question, though, that we'll answer on the other side of the break. I want to know about cheating. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats.
3: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina.
6: Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today.
3: My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I got to say about that.
6: Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats.
4: All right, welcome back to the very last segment of From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and Robert Bricky are here with me. And I think my trivia category for Wednesday at Lib- Libations, has it's come to me as an epiphany. Hmm. And we were looking for a category that would be suitable for the ladies and play sort of into their wheelhouse. So, Is it I,
3: scuffing balls?
4: No. <laughs> See? There you go. No, I think I'm going to do cheating Ooh, because there are plenty yeah. of instances with celebrity couples and uh, notorious instances of cheating, and I think that'll be right. It's very hot topic right
3: know, now with Ms. Daniels and our president. It
4: is. Yes. I think that might be After one of the questions Milana in After Melania had
3: her baby, Mr. Trump was getting spanked by the movie stuff Well, here's my question with the whole Melania Trump,
4: Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump thing. Sixty Minutes had it on this weekend, and they kind of broke it out and they folded it out there, and they're like, you know, Stormy Daniels is going to tell her story. I don't care what her motivations are at this point. I, you know, they were like, well, she's going to get paid. Yeah, well, she probably cost herself a million bucks by going on TV without this this uh, non disclosure agreement was put out there. But I'm wondering at this point why this is even a debate. Because it doesn't even seem that the Trump camp is putting up too much of front to say this didn't happen. They paid her one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, so it's pretty clear that yeah, this went down. And now you've got the Trump camp who just kind of wants this to go away, and on the other side of it, you've got Democrats who are like, well, this is a campaign finance issue. Great. So, I mean, are we really gonna? Do we really want to dig this out? And you know, in terms of. A, Campaign finance? What's that going to be a fine? Yeah, does any? I don't understand what the deal is. Everybody's going to have to make their moral judgments about how they feel about Donald Trump and a porn star while his wife's pregnant. That's for you to
1: reconcile. Well, first of all. Bill Clinton laid down the foot, the, the the groundwork for Brother, anybody who ever wanted to do anything in and around the White House. Wait so a that, minute. Let's, let's, JFK, let's, let's go. Right I was going to say, JFK, this, he forgets
4: JFK, JFK and Marilyn Monroe. There are people that still think that the White House had Marilyn Monroe killed. I you know, I mean, the presidents Dude, have been messing around. I, hold on, hold on. Powerful you know, people have been messing around with beautiful women for a very
1: very long but time. But nobody did it better than Bill. He said it depends Brother. on what your definition of <laughs> okay. is <Don't> is. <laughs> <minute>. Let's go <laughs> back.
4: Nobody's done let's go good. back in time. Let's let's go back to Have you ever seen the show The Borgias? No. Okay. Anybody? He watches so, Waste watch English. TV. TV. He does. How does he get anything? No, no, this is the Popes. Oh, okay. So, the Popes. The Pope by definition is a Catholic priest not supposed to be married, supposed to be celibate. These popes had lines (laughs) of secession with these kids that they had out of wedlock. It was how it was done. Why be in a position as powerful as the pope if you can't go be with your generation's, you know, Marilyn Monroe. It's "It's Marilyn Monroe. Let me tell you something. So.
1: Why make that mistake in the first place? Like, even if nothing's going on, I'm not in the same room with someone named Stormy Daniels. Like, hey, you know, I tell the the significant other, yeah, I'm going to Subway with Stormy Daniels. Is that all right? No, something else is going down. See,
3: the most disturbing thing, though, is how he always, like, says that they remind him of his his daughter. daughter. And that's what's really... That's creepy. horribly creepy. It is creepy.
1: There ain't nothing about Stormy D- Daniels that remind me of Trump's daughter. Well, to I, it, Trump, that it just did. is a weird so, set of words. And know, that was in man. the sixty
4: Minutes interview, and it was like, hey, I really like you. You remind me of my daughter. And then, what? She, you know, ten seconds later in the conversation, she's spanking him with a with a magazine. It's, it's a little bizarre. And I'm not gonna pass judgment on anything or anybody, but that is a weird thing to say. But my point with this whole Trump thing is, is that this point you kind of have to individually reconcile that and decide, is it an issue for me? Is it not an issue? Because it's pretty apparent that it happened and there doesn't even seem to be too strong a denial coming from the Trump camp at this point. Just weird. But those of you out there that believe that the campaign finance part of this is going to be a big deal, get for real. If you come on. There may be a fine, Levy, but nobody's going to jail over some campaign finance stuff. I don't I promise. know. I've Our campaign finance pretty... system is busted.
1: Okay. You know so more about that than I'm going to happen. It seems like it seems like kind of serious taking money to spend on spend it on Stormy.
3: No, well, the yeah, first, I know, who's going to
4: have the problem at this point with the as it applies to campaign finance is the attorney. And here's the deal is that if the attorney gave him something of value during the campaign that was, that was to assist with the campaign— then that's an in-kind di- donation that has to be accounted for. It, it well, here's the dumbest
1: part of that. If your last name's Trump, why are you going to campaign finance money to begin with? The dude built the Taj Mahal. <laughs> I mean, do you really need to put your hand in that till to I like? Mean, when you're
4: looking which, when you look at what it costs to run for president, you're talking about a billion dollars. I mean, a billion dollars, a billion dollars, whether you're Trump or, or whomever. I right, be Ricky, honest, you have uh, any interest you know, in running for looking, president?
5: Maybe Melania was looking at the household bills and she noticed a oh. hundred thirty thousand dollar check that was unaccounted for. Yeah, maybe it
4: could be the possibility. So, Do you have any the, interest in running for president, Brick?
5: You know, no. I'd I, run your campaign for. I, it. I wanted to be in politics when I was a young man. Did you really? I did. I wanted to go to law school, be an attorney, go into politics, and oh. then I learned I don't like either. <laughs>
3: What you don't like school well, or you, politics? Good that you pulled the
1: plug on that. Then that's good. Well, since you're not going into politics, what's the worst thing cheating wise you ever did? Because yes, you, you had you've been in sports all your life. Mm. You had to have cheated at least
5: once. Come on, give it to us. <laughs> sports wise, no. I, I I'm I'm kind of on up and up.
4: All right, Trent. What right. have you? What's the worst sporting cheat you've perpetrated?
3: I. Used to hide cards underneath the table at Uno at my grandma's. Oh, wow,
5: that's man. criminal. Did you beat grandma like that?
3: Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Hey, you going to hell. Get an extra cookie.
1: So, back in high school, when I played soccer, I played stopper. On most crosses, I would try to pull my opponent's shorts down a little bit just to throw them off their game. I like that. Not all the time, but like if he was really getting on my nerves and playing me too close, you know, just reach down and give it a little jerk. He's he's. Fumbling with his his stuff, and then I'm putting it in the back of the net for another goal. How nice. about that? Nice, I'm not proud. Nice, nice, I'm not nice, proud. Nice.
4: No, that's that's interesting. That's some insight into into your psyche, Brandon.
1: That's the thing people miss. Watch a soccer game on crosses. Don't watch the ball. Watch everything oh, yeah. else that's going on. on There's there. a scrum uh, going on in there. It's well, and you've only got
4: at that point. You've really only got two officials with eyes on it. So you know you can get away with some stuff in there. I like that. I like that. Bricky, you coached women's basketball, yes or no? Yes. Why? Why, 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 why doesn't the NCAA understand they're doing these ladies a disservice by playing their tournament simultaneously with the men's?
5: I have no idea. I always thought if you just ran it opposite, even if you've got to go on some odd days like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday... You get all the attention, all eyes on you, and that helps build your game. Yes,
4: yeah. I can't, I do not get why they are insistent to do this. And, and it just – the women's game gets buried. And it really is a disservice, and I just don't understand the thought process. When it comes to attendance, when it comes to TV <coughs> viewership, they seem determined – and maybe maybe it's a, a well-intentioned thing that they're trying to put it on with the men's at the time to say, see, you know, right. we're, it's just as important to us. But man, it really deserves its own
1: spotlight. I'm what? gonna say I'm to say something horrible though. Does is it gonna matter where you move it? Like, no matter how. how I remember when the WNBA came out. That was kind of exciting. It was something new, gave women an opportunity. I have two daughters. I'm not trying to be sexist, but for the life of me, I cannot watch you one may single not game. Try. I'll watch.
4: You may not be trying to be sexist, but that was pretty sexist. Yeah. I think yeah, it's so a When I hear it. it's
1: an inferior product
3: tonight, though, I'm going to watch. I'll watch UConn versus uh, South Carolina.
4: I will too, and it's not. I do have to admit that what Brandon said to me is true. When it comes to the product, I don't get as much enjoyment watching the game itself. But when it comes down to it, it's no less compelling.
3: But I think the product, to me, reminds me of what I grew up watching college basketball. It wasn't as showboaty as what the men's game has turned into in the NBA. I hear what you're saying. It was watching the old-time Indiana versus Purdue. You know, they were... Playing defense and kicking it out, not all slam dunks and all this junk. I mean, it was like team basketball. Well, it all is these. team
4: basketball, and that's the argument in favor of women's basketball. To me, to watch them, it, it I'm not feeling that I'm I'm caught in the moment with 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 regard to the athleticism. But when you're talking about a team of people, it's I mean, we go to I can watch a youth soccer game. And when it becomes exciting, it becomes exciting because it's two evenly matched teams that are doing their thing.
1: Well, this is where I really get myself in trouble. I like to watch things – You're already
5: that, in the hole. Okay,
1: game. but here's the deal, and I know these are incredible athletes. I like to watch stuff that I don't feel like I could have done in college in high school. I feel like I can do most of what these these ladies are doing, not shoot it as a higher percentage. I could never do what you did, Bricky. Like, leaving from, like, the free throw line And, or and, and, and that's that's, I, that's cool. At the
4: risk of jumping into that hole with you, I agree with what you're saying. And, and pardon me, correct me if I'm wrong, Ricky. A good men's basketball team at the high school level could beat the UConn women's basketball team today. True or false? If
5: you go to the highest level, probably
4: yes. Yes. That right there is – the issue. So do you However, think Gino
3: can't be a good coach in col- in men's college basketball?
4: I don't know. I mean that that would have to do more with how he relates and all the rest of that, because a good coach is a good coach. And I would think that if he can motivate those women and develop those women and, and get the most out of them that he could do it with men. I don't I don't think that the two are exclusive to one another. But my thing is with if you if you look at it and you're like, well, it has to be the highest level, then why do we watch college football when the NFL's going on? Because those Guys out there for the most part can't do what the men are I do understand your argument I don't feel the same way and I will be watching Yukon South Carolina which is going down after we uh the show
1: don't get it twisted I used to when I was at Carolina I used to scrimmage uh the the ladies teams when uh Hatchell coach Hatchell would have a couple of us gym rats come over and scrimmage them we weren't beating them I'm just saying I like the, our game was too close for me to spend the time to like you know watch them on yeah. TV I got you. Well,
3: I'll be watching. Well, I'm so not better be than a middle school athlete, so I watch everything.
1: And watch and it. to make
4: sure that we're 100% <laughs> clear on that, you're not better than a middle school women's uh, – girls any athlete. athlete. Yep. Doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> Boys, girls, doesn't matter.
5: You going to watch any of the uh,
4: women's final four?
5: Yes. I, you know, I I can watch the women's game. I guess I watch from a coach's perspective, so I like to see what teams are running. I'm always evaluating offense, defense, et cetera.
4: All right, thanks for hanging out with us. Check it out. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. I will see some of you at Libations on Wednesday at six o'clock. See you.
6: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.